Is it happening? It's happening. <laughs> Hi guys, we're back. It's Ruby Scott. And then Dia Herndon. We're back on Black and Title. Woo woo It's woo. good to fake see you guys. I always just envision a little tiny little crowd of people. Oh I'm like, yeah. Oh, hi. Just nodding their heads with like, satisfaction. Yay. You guys are doing a soft clap. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know why I always think about this, but um, you know, well, I think only as of recently we have like readily available access to how many people are tuning into our shows and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. And um, yeah. I always think it's interesting, like even on like social media, well, there's just a bunch of stuff. I'm going to go on a small tangent, which is like okay. social media people are very obsessed or, you know, have a, you know, they find it noteworthy how many, you know, how much engagement they're getting with their, uh, with their content. So mm -hmm. like views or likes and stuff like that. And I think it's interesting because when it's consolidated to just a number on a screen, it's easy to be underwhelmed by how many people are looking at it. But there was this thing on like TikTok and people were like, you know, hey, my last view got 30 likes. And you know, to some people that's not a whole bunch, but if 30 people walked in the room right now and started watching what I was doing, I would be in awe. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like really just no matter the number of people that are tuning in, I'm like, oh, that's like a, that's a nice, like, oh my God, that's a so nice handful of the time. Yeah. And that does yeah. mean something. So it's interesting. I think it would also like just even on a very, very small scale, um, it's like some insight on what it must be like to like actually, not actually, because we are content creators, but mm. to be um, notable content creators, I guess, mm. that have like, that are that are consumed by the masses. I'm sure that, that is really overwhelming. I'm like, what if we got thousands of views and listeners? Like, views, that'd be, be really scary. Awesome. It'd be it'd be pretty sweet, but it would also be like I would. I feel like I'd be slightly overwhelmed. Oh I feel gosh. like I feel like it's very easy to be candid and yeah. speak freely with the assumption that maybe no one is listening and not and and on oh. no episode is no one li literally yeah. listening. But it's, it does help. To think like if no one's listening, then and then I it doesn't talk more free. Right, it doesn't really matter what I say, and not that it doesn't matter because I think that we mean what we say oh, no matter what. Always. But but it's I think I would end up I think it'd be easy to you know accidentally be more calculated or be more pointed about what you say, knowing that hundreds oh, or thousands of people yeah. are listening. It's yeah. way easier to be yourself when no one is watching. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's it. Yeah. It <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's always good to envision a. Your smiling faces. I don't know what any of you look like. Now I know what John looks like, but that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, thankfully, the weather is also getting really nice out. That's been really boosting my mood. It's, it's scary how big of a turnaround I've had. Yeah. Like, I'm just smiling, bro, all the time. Um, it's just so nice out, and I'm finally taking advantage. Um, in the apartment, I've got a sunroom, um, which is like honestly worth the whole price of the apartment it's front facing honestly. it's got full exposure to the windows um it's got a nice view it does. and i just popped open all the windows yesterday and mm. was sunbathing in my rocking chair in silence nice. listening to the wind and i woke up to the birds chirping oh, this morning I, I mean i just can't it's it's the greatest and it makes me nervous so i was thinking about this i i I had McDonald's for breakfast. I got a smoothie. So I was walking to McDonald's. I got checkers for breakfast. Oh, not do yeah. just checkers have breakfast or you just have like no, regular I got checker a stuff for sandwich. Nice. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I don't 
see why you shouldn't have pizza or any other lunch, quote-unquote food. Breakfast is the food. first meal you have in a day. day. Right. It doesn't really matter exactly what food because different cultures have different breakfasts. Ooh, so, yeah. like, you can't tell me eggs are, like, the breakfast essential. Yeah. No, it's not. Or something like bon mi. Bon mi. It's bon like a sandwich. Like Viet- Bonmi is a type Vietnam. of sandwich or it's- Vietnam. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's like a loaf of bread with like a meat, cucumber, carrots. I want to say lettuce, but it might not. Stop. I'm so excited. I just thought about, okay, so first of all, for I've got a bunch of stuff going on during spring break, mm-hmm. but I'm excited because you, you mentioned sandwiches and then you said carrots on a sandwich and i was like "Ooh, there's this place Ooh. in indianapolis indiana indianapolis indiana isn't good for literally anything but a handful of things one oh, being donut place long's donuts yes. yes it's delicious why do you know that did i bring some you, for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes, yes 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 i remember I now cash and you yeah donuts yes yes yeah. that's so funny so i was like good. i was like at, in a in that moment you said that and i was like wait why does she know that and then i envisioned us in a car with Mackenzie and john not your john but her <laughs> oh, boyfriend okay, john okay. in the front seat and i was like were we all in indianapolis <laughs> together that was here and i remember then we went to go get those like pretzels or something remember us? Yes. We got pretzels. We got pretzels at a mall and then we went to the American oh, Girl Doll store. Oh yeah, but that was not the same day as the donuts. No, you're oh, okay, you're not wrong, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. what I was envisioning. Oh, I was like, is that why she knows about the donuts? Because okay. we were all in that car but in <laughs> okay, Indiana. Okay. Um anyway, okay. But back to the sandwich. There's this place called Goose the Market. Goose the Market in Indianapolis, Indiana, and they have this sandwich called a batali. And maybe batalis are everywhere. I always thought it was like exclusive like to this Mm-hmm. restaurant okay. but anyway they have the sandwich called the batali and it is the mm, it's so <laughs> good it's so good i couldn't even name half of the stuff that's on there but i think that there's maybe even like celery on it it's like they they put all these things that should honestly be horrific on a sandwich and then they make it the most delicious thing ever it's fantastic anyway okay, this is my recommendation for three places if you ever accidentally end up in indiana because i promise you it will never be on purpose okay <laughs> there's goose the market you got to get the patali long's donuts the best donuts you'll ever have in your life and i always feel it funny really saying good. that because anytime i hear someone be like yeah like you got to go to this place in chicago it's the best blah 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 i'm like it's never that deep anytime people tell me that i'm like i'm sure it's really good but it's like not yeah. that deep but I live and swear by Long's Donuts, so I understand okay. where, where people are coming from when they say something like that. Because okay. Long's Donuts are like everything to me. I've literally never had a better donut. Okay, and then number three. Um, you could go to Yats. Yats yeah. sells Cajun food. Oh, okay. And what I recommend is the chili cheese etouffee. It's really good mm. yeah and they've got this gar- they've got this garlic bread that's just smothered mm. in sauce it's so that sounds good. really good okay i'm done telling you my food now but anyway yeah i walked outside this morning to get breakfast and i was just gliding <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's nice, so nice outside. outside oh and what i was saying i was beginning to say that it makes me nervous because i'm like the fact that i live basically half of the year feeling less than my best simply because it's cold outside i'm like i gotta change that that's really messed up yeah um and i'm like and then it's kind of daunting because i'm like what would i need to where would i need to go to escape that and i'm sure that every place has its you know give and take 
Um, but I'm like, I need to move someplace warm. And then I'm like, oh, but that's like really not going to happen for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows if I really actually want to move. Yeah. But just dreaming of someplace warm, mm. constantly warm, mm. it's got to be everything. I would love that, yeah. honestly. I Sometimes I question why didn't I go to a university in a warm state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you ended up at UIC because of ROTC, right? No, I chose UIC because my high school did a tour here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did a tour, and it was like the most diverse school. That's super random that your high school did a tour here. Really? Well, because you're from Minnesota. It's not local. Yeah. That's why I thought it was random. <laughs> oh, yeah. Minnesota. We have the... We have this... There's this group called... Step... Yeah. Project Success. Ben from Project Success. That sounds right. So, um, there's this like group called Project Success, and what they do is you'll have like a person that follows you throughout your four years of high school. Like they'll always visit your class. You'll oh, for... each person has one. No, no, no. Or just the, like class, the class is assigned one. The okay. Class is assigned. I was gonna say you had that... an eighth grade buddy. <laughs> That's what we called him in eighth grade. Oh. Or, or no, I have it flipped. It was like. I was a first grader and all the first graders would have an eighth grade buddy. Oh, I was like, you had like a mentor. I was like, that's interesting. He was a mentor for like the whole class okay. throughout the four years. And he would talk about career readiness, college, how to like fill out a college application, how to apply to jobs, how to do. He it was like a little intro into reality and like how to fill out taxes when to know when to do your taxes, how to do a fast food. Aren't we supposed to do that right now? Have I you ever had know. to file your taxes? Mm -mm. No, my parents do that for me, honestly. I've tried sitting down and doing it with them, but then I'm just They like, do it for you because you're a dependent or be like they literally just take care of it for you? They your just, taxes. They just take care of it for oh, me. Oh, okay. They'll let me know. They'll, they're <laughs> like, they'll like call me. And they'll be like, hey, guess what? I'm like, what? They'll be like, I'm halfway through your taxes. Okay. And I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> I, I think that I'm supposed to do my taxes do. right about I now. I don't know how to do tax. I'm 20 years old, about to turn 21. I don't know how to do my taxes. Well, first and foremost, I would have say, well, maybe you just said that someone taught you how to do your taxes, but I don't think you did. Not, not, like he, it was also in high school. I was going to say. And I never learned how to do my taxes unless it was in like that 40 minute class. I was going to say the other thing is you shouldn't even feel bad for not knowing how to do your taxes because no one. And the reason I say this is because it's like an essential skill. It's an essential skill that most people yeah. are going to have to, you know, deal mm -hmm. with at some point in their life. And that was definitely something that they should have taught us in school. It's yeah. ridiculous. And they didn't. I only was taught it once every year once every year the topic of taxes and like how to fill that out would come up but like that's only once a year and i never fill out my taxes i don't think that anyone's so, ever mentioned it i don't remember in high school it happening i yeah and then they just expect you to know yeah it, was, it feels like they expect you to it was know. funny because like this i think well it was two years ago because i think i filed tw no I think this is my second time filing. I don't know. Anyway, the first time it I'll happened. Come to you. <laughs> do not. <laughs> um, 
it, they make it pretty easy. There are a bunch of platforms. TurboTax is really nice. That might yeah. maybe like I'm just like new in the game and like they're overcharging me for it, but it's working for me. It's okay. basically like they'll like you just plug in information and they'll like get all the stuff that they need from you. It's like a, mm. I think that you can do it for free and then like the other price packet, like the lowest one is like $60 and they'll do a bunch of stuff for you. And depending mm. on how much you're getting on your return, $60 really isn't too bad Yeah. Um, for someone to just kind of take care of it for you. Yeah. It's like getting your parents to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I remember being not embarrassed, but I was just like really confused. I remember like the first time it happened, I was at work and everybody was just like, Oh, did you file? Not like to me, but they were talking amongst themselves. Like, oh, did you file your taxes? Or they're talking about taxes, and I'm like, am I supposed to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. and I could, I could have gotten in trouble for not doing it simply because I didn't know I was supposed to. Because yeah. I remember, I think, because I've been working for a really long time. I've worked since my freshman year of high school, and I was like, am I gonna get in trouble for not having done it sooner? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm at my like, fifth year of work now, and this is the <laughs> first time I've filed my taxes. Is that like an issue? So I really don't know a whole bunch about I don't know. it. I think it has to do with the threshold of how much you're earning. So I think that I wasn't eligible in years prior. Oh. And then I think another Also your freshman year. Freshman year of high school. They even count that as employed. Yeah, I was employed but definitely not making enough to have to file taxes. And yeah. I think the other element of it is like whether or not you're uh, whether or not you're your parents are claiming you on their mm, taxes because yeah. you can't both do it. I don't believe. Yeah. I know so little. This could all be complete oh, horseshit. Same, so. same. I don't know anything about this yeah. topic. Oh, to be a young adult. To be a young adult and not know anything going. How much on. do you hate it so far? Being a young adult. Yeah. I hate. Well, okay. I don't hate it, but it's not fun. Yeah. It's not as fun as like. TV and movies made it out to look. Oh yeah. It did. It's not as fun as how younger me imagined it being. I didn't think I would be underneath all this stress. I think. But I do like the freedom that I have. I do like that I can just go around without parental supervision, and I like that I don't have to text my parents every hour about what I'm doing and who I'm with, and then send photo evidence. That I'm telling the truth. I fortunately did not have to do that. Um, it, it's it's very nice, but it's also kind of scary because I am used to having parental vision and parents kind of guide what I do. And now that I'm yeah, it's scary to be your own person. It's like like I still want to call my parents for help, but it's also like that's okay. They want me to also figure it out, but I know like they don't mind if I call them. But it's also like. I don't know, I feel like there comes a time where some parents, not my parents, but I feel like some parents might think you should be able to handle your own now. No, it's going to take a couple more years mm-hmm. for me to just be cool with just not referring to anybody else to make sure I'm on the right <laughs> track. Um, I was going to say, I think I like being a young adult. I just don't I don't even know how to word it. It's like I'm ready to be a young adult in the workforce rather than a young adult at school. Because you're still being treated like a kid in school. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't mind the responsibilities of being a young adult. I just didn't realize that 
I think it, I don't know, I keep, it keeps coming back to this. It's like, I didn't realize I was going to have to do so much internal learning. Like, I didn't realize that I was going to come with so much, that I was going to have to put in so much work in understanding myself as a young adult, as a young adult. You know what I'm saying? I thought yeah. it was just like, oh, it's just the way that people evolve. You're going to be a young adult at some point, and that's that. But I'm like, oh, it's not just about paying my bills and working and going to school. I'm like, oh, I got to understand myself better. I got to, yeah. like, learn myself in a new way because I'm a new person. You also have to learn how to interact with people because now I'm real like. Bleh. Now I'm realizing, like, the importance of networking. And, like, I now understand, like, I've just had really bad troubles with networking and, like, finding opportunities that suit me. Like, I can find opportunities that can, like, help get me internships, but it's never something that, like, I actually want to do. They're never anything that, like, I'm really passionate about. People are kind of just telling me, do an internship, do an internship. Here are these internships. And then I look at the... Like, I know, like, it's good to be in an internship. 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 Sorry, I wasn't sure. I was like... You were saying it so quickly. I was like, maybe she's saying I'm just missing it. But (laughs) fast, I tend to slum... Slum my that's, words. That's okay sometimes. Slur my words. Slum. Listen. <laughs> Slum my words. <laughs> I started slurring my words, but yeah. And so now I'm like, dang, I should probably be a part of an internship. I'm not, though. I just applied for one. I didn't get it. So now I have to find a new one. It's super unfortunate. Like, first of all, oh, something that I think I'm learning as a young adult is that no space comes without some kind of dissatisfaction i don't know if that's a word but what i'm saying is like i think i've held being an adult on such a pedestal that it's like people are just going to be more mature people are going to be more uh accommodating Mm -hmm. and kind absolutely not and i don't know what compelled me to think in that way that's definitely not the reality that i know and Mm -hmm. i just conjured this fake reality in my head where I'm like they're gonna be better mm-hmm. when they're 20 something mm-hmm. not true um and when I say that like uh, on um the subject of the internships I was in an internship last semester and it was about something that you know I think is decently important it was for voter registration and mm-hmm. helping people become more informed on what it is that we're voting for what the process of voting looks like all these things um but the way that it was managed was like maybe one of the most disorganized and unpleasant things I've ever had to do. Mm. And it was really frustrating because I'm like, these are adults. Like these are the people that are supposed to have it together and they really, really don't. And it's unfortunate because you're just talking about the value of, of networking. And I'm like, this is something that could be to my benefit. And if I stick with it, I could easily end up working for this non-for-profit after graduation. Like they talk about, um, how they hire from within. Yeah. And I'm like, that could be really good. That would look good yeah. on job application. That'd be good life experience. Yeah. But I'm like, ugh. Like, I really didn't enjoy this experience, but it could help me later. Like, do yeah. I just suffer now like, to maybe reap hopes. the benefits later? Mm-hmm. And I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find a good internship for me because uh, my major is just so broad, it's scary. Because, like, having a broad major is really nice because you can just go into, like, whatever field you want to go into. Right. But it's also terrifying because there's just... It's like you know there's a lot out there, but not all the... You don't see how much is actually out there. 
and then because there is so much out there you have to like really narrow down what you're passionate about and because i haven't like really participated in anything that taught me something that i'm passionate about finding an internship has been really hard just because the uh, the internships that come my way i think are all really boring <laughs> the topics and just what they're all into i'm like that's not something i want to do oh it's at 20 minutes so i'm at 20 minutes i thought it said like two hours it's like okay that's a wrap folks yeah i was like what See, reading it upside down slash sideways will yeah, really just throw you for a loop. It really did throw me off. <laughs> um, I was going to say, sometimes I think maybe even just trying things that you know you don't like will either just solidify that you don't like them or will yeah. like maybe give you some more insight on things that you do. Like at some point within this conversation of this thing that you're maybe not particularly interested in, they might mention something else or like, you know... In terms of networking, that's kind of what I was getting at. I'm like, you networking, I think sometimes has to do with you being in spaces that you don't particularly, that you aren't particularly passionate about. But because of that, then that's just one more person that you have under your belt. That's one more resource that you have. So maybe you take up one of these internships that you don't love, but it leads (laughs) you somewhere that you do. True. And I think that that's part of the adult experience which is doing a bunch of shit that you have no interest in doing because ultimately it's going to get you where you want to be. It's all about sacrifice and being unhappy. That's I, what the human experience I is. I hate that the human experience is all about like opportunity costs. Yeah. Like it's this really... opportunity to be a part of something that you don't But like you also have to give me your left arm. Yes. To get there. And even though you I was going to say like testicle, I'm not going to Maybe. I hate that it's like a maybe. Like, if I do participate in something that you I'm not could, that I could maybe possibly for $500 entry fee. Who's also not interested in this. Or, or what could happen is that I meet someone who gives me a great opportunity within the same field that I did not want to be a part of anyways. Yeah. And now it's like, now this is my only really big opportunity do I take that or do I stop and try to find what I'm actually passionate about? Also, this is the part that scares me, which is I'm like, I inherently have to be unhappy to get happy. And yeah. I'm like, but how long is that going to take? Mm-hmm. And is it worth it to be unhappy, to maybe be happy in a traditional route when I could just sacrifice everything right now mm-hmm. and gain the happiness that I want, create the happiness that I want. Because I think a lot of this whole, a lot of this waiting game is by taking a route that people are projecting to be the most successful one, which is yeah. being in school, doing an internship, taking up a bunch of jobs that we don't like so that ultimately we might have the chance yeah. to, to get the thing that we want. And I'm like, yeah. if what you want right now is to do podcasts for the rest of your life and talk to brown and black people, you can absolutely honestly, do that without a college degree. I'm fine with Isn't not, that scary? No, it is scary. I think what's scary is just the expectations put on an adult before you are an adult. adult yeah. Before you're an adult, you're already told expectations that you have to meet when you do become an adult and if you don't meet those expectations because you have this like mind like this thought of what an adult is and that you're not meeting it it could make you feel like you're not an adult if that makes any sense i'm so sorry part of the adhd got me it's okay don't worry (laughs) 
don't worry. I'm saying, like, I just want to be the happiest a young adult that I can be. And because I've grown up with this perception of young adults, which is what my parents told me about being a young adult, and because I don't meet some of those marks as a young adult, it's like, I feel like I'm failing in a way. But I also feel like I'm not failing. I'm doing my young adult life in a way that's easier for me to navigate. It's easier for me to understand what I want because I didn't think at all by the end of my four years, I was gonna know what I wanna do. And you do you feel that you do now or are you still mm, I just have an idea. I have like I have a better scope and understanding, like especially with my degrees of what it is that I I know the outcomes I want. I was gonna say also something that I think you should or not you, but one. Yeah. I always have to make that adjustment. because um, it's never supposed to be pointed, it's just supposed to be posing questions. Yeah. But um I think that's part of the construct of this like traditional route makes people worry about if they're on the right track or if you know where they're at is in good timing because you're talking about you know like mm -hmm. oh i have an idea of what i want to do that's all you really need because like think about if you weren't in school you wouldn't have any kind of time constraints to be like oh well i still don't know what i want to do we're expected to live well beyond these 20 years mm -hmm. so it's like what does it matter that you that you're not certain the only reason that the only reason that you would need any certainty is because you just spent money in four years in an institution that says that you need to be ready at the end I of it know. you know what i'm saying so yeah. i think an idea is i think that i hope that everyone can get comfortable with just the idea or just the outcomes that's something i used to say all the time people would be like oh ruby what do you want to do and i'm like i really don't know how I want to do it. I know what I want mm -hmm. to do and I know what the impact it is that I'd like to make and I don't know how to do it yet. And I'd be really satisfied giving them the, that answer because I'm like, that's as much as I know and you're just basically asking me where I'm at and that's where it is. I'm like... Yeah, like I know the outcomes that I want. I just need to find an opportunity that will help facilitate me that, get yeah. those outcomes. Yeah, like I'm all for... I'm, oh my God, I'm all for work but I really don't want to work for... I know, like, to get places, you have to, like, work for someone. But I would rather skip that process and just have someone trust me to make a company. And then, you don't have to work for someone. I, I mean, as... Wanna, yeah. I mean, in America, you it's always going to lead to somebody. But you definitely don't have to be confined to literally working under somebody. Like, having a, you know, a boss and your boss has a boss and yeah, you work at a table would, from 9 yeah. to 5. It oh definitely God, doesn't I have to look that way. That. I would hate that. I really want to, uh, I want to create a few businesses. I would like to have, I would like to have one for myself and others with other people. I don't need to be like the sole creator of every single business I make, but I do want to at least have a team of people that could be like, hey, I have an idea and I'll be like, bet, I'll help you with that idea. Like, I just want to be a part of that. Like, I yeah. want to be a part of, like, a communications and marketing aspect of a company if I was to join the company. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. And then graduate school. Oh, it's so much. And, like, getting into graduate school, they want you. I feel like graduate school, If I feel like if you want to go to graduate school, then, like, you have to intern. 
somewhere. That I feel like that was just that definitely seems like the narrative that I see most often. Like that's just something that happens. Oh, like I want to go to graduate school. I want to get. I want to do the least amount of school, but still have enough to like make me a decent amount of money. Cause you know, like you get like if you don't go to high school, they'll cap you once you get to a certain place in the job. If you go to undergrad, they'll let you go past that cap, but then they might stop you again because you didn't get your graduates. So if I get my graduates, I'm guaranteed more money. But in order to get to graduate school, I have to get it. I was gonna say something that I how I view it is that we're not guaranteed anything because we're black. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I would, I don't think it has to be that way. Granted, you could do everything that you're supposed to do and end up with, like, not nothing, but less than you want or maybe less than you deserve. So, I wouldn't let going to graduate school for the financial gain be the thing to compel you to do it because it... It it's doesn't. Not, it's not guaranteed like yeah, it is, no, like it I would be for that. white people. Because I, I definitely that. get the angle that you're coming from. But. I uh, like graduate school seems fine and everything. I guess I am just in it for financial reasons. Because if I didn't have to be in school, I would love that. I would like to. Oh, uh, I don't know. Just after my undergrad, I don't want to go to graduate school immediately. Like I also don't want to work immediately. I just want, you know what I want? I want the U.S. government to change its government. Okay. (laughs) And I want it to, like, after high school, if you become an independent, I feel like they should just give you a certain amount of money each month to just, like, live off of if you don't have a job. And then, like, if you wanted to get a job, you could. I mean, that's like make more very mystical. <laughs> no, there are some countries that do. I forgot what white country does it, but when that's people the key. graduate, <laughs> yeah, no, when people graduate, they give them a certain amount of money each month just to stay afloat. Like, they might just get like a one bedroom studio apartment and just enough to buy like groceries every other week. I don't quite see the, not the purpose. The purpose is just to help people get started on being independent. And like if they wanted to build from that little studio apartment that they have, then it's their job to go out and find an opportunity to get them out of that apartment. Because like the government can make money. They can make it every day. Correct. I mean, that's not how it really works. I definitely understand what you're saying. I talk about, like honest to God, once a year, I just ask my mom or dad i'm like i don't understand why we have money and it's because people need motivation it's like we could most definitely and there are communities which is really really cool where they genuinely just don't have any they they don't use currency they really just trade goods and services and labor Mm -hmm. for things and i'm like wow that's really beautiful Mm -hmm. um i guess the thing is i mean I don't know. I think it's an interesting concept. I think it's flawed, though, because people... Like, I'm just imagining how... I think it's... Like, for me, for certain individuals, I think you can just be compelled to work. I don't... Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine me not working. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't think I would ever choose that route. And I know that some people would just get comfortable not having to work and be, you know, 
cozy in an apartment. Especially if they aren't given, like, if people, like, have a certain, like, different mental mind, like, mental differences. Because, you know, not people, like, people who aren't neurotypical, not every single job opportunity is going to be out there for them. For them, them. yeah. I was going to say, give them, not every opportunity, not every workplace is friendly towards different mental mindsets. So it's also just thinking like, well, if you if you can't like find a job that fits your needs, then like how are you supposed to take care of yourself if jobs won't help you do that? I think I guess the distinction that I want, I don't really know how to phrase it, is that it should be given to those who need it. I mm-hmm. think allotting it to everyone who is able-bodied okay. and simply just doesn't want to work or isn't mm-hmm. satisfied because it's that because it's also you a thing to of qualify for it. yeah you yeah. should have to qualify for it because I'm like it makes sense like I absolutely think I'm worth more than working at Nando's but I also know mm-hmm. that I need to pay to live someplace mm-hmm. therefore you just you make it happen and that's different because I'm an able-bodied person and I, this is working for me mm-hmm. and I and I'm not a person that has worked in a place that really just doesn't work for me mm-hmm. like mentally or physically so that's different and that's again why I think I'm like I wouldn't I don't think that it's necessary that I, I be that. allotted um just money to live off of when I already have the ability to do something mm-hmm. that is readily available I because I'm like then because money isn't abundant, and then we run out of money for people who don't even have a house or, mm-hmm. and couldn't go to college and all that yeah. other stuff. So, yeah. um, but there definitely are like you mentioned, like you're like, oh, this exists in a different country. Mm-hmm. They really be knowing how to do it, because like, <laughs> I think that there's, I don't know, it is really interesting. I really hope to. I think that something that I keep thinking about is how much I want to travel, and it Same. makes me nervous because I'm like, I don't. I mean, now we're in the middle of a pandemic, so like I really feel lost. (laughs) But um, I don't know. I think about it all the time. Like, there's just so much more to experience than here. And I'm like, how do I make that happen for myself? And like, I want someone to come with me. Like, I'm scared to do it by myself. I'll come with you. Okay. I want to go to I want to go to England real quick. Okay. I have some family there that I really want to meet for the first time. That's crazy. So I did not see that, that coming. Together. Okay. Yeah, we could do that together. Okay. That was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be around blacks. Nice. Yeah. In England. In freaking England. Um, oh, but yeah, I think it's, I don't know. It's really, I don't know. It feels very overwhelming to know that. Okay, this is something that I think about all the time, is how I was just born into this situation. We are all just born into this situation. Nobody asked for this. Nobody opted into this. We just appeared here one day, and now we're expected to do the best with what's often for black people like the worst of circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me so nervous um, because I'm like, I could have been born literally somewhere else and things would look completely different. I think that I might just be like boldly ignorant but I think that I can't imagine being black anywhere else. And obviously America is like horrific and it's like the racial integrity that it has, which is like non-existent for black people. But I can't imagine being black anywhere else. So I'm like, there are definitely a lot of things that I can imagine would be fruitful living someplace else. Like just the way, like, I don't know why I always think about Norway and how they rehabilitate criminals and how it's Mm, not, it just doesn't reflect at all what it's like here. And that seems really promising. Obviously I'm 
not in prison so like it wouldn't apply <laughs> directly to me but it, it Matt I think that that speaks about a community and speaks about a country and what their and values how, are and how, and how they, they value people, people yeah. right so I think that that's interesting there's just so much more to see and I'm just like I don't know I just can't believe I'm like I did not ask for any of this yeah. and here I am having to fight to figure it out yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah I really want to travel I can't wait to travel some being a black adult is really intimidating. I think I'm most scared of being a black adult in the workforce. Because I don't know why my mental, my mindset's literally just on how much am I being paid. And I'm just like, is it rude to ask how much is my white female component being paid? We should no, I'm never. Ask how much is my white male component, counterpart being made? We should never same. feel inappropriate for challenging innate white authority yeah you know what i'm saying because like it's that i'm making less than my white counterparts for doing the same job i will quit that day and then say unless you pay me fairly fair warning they'll not they'll probably but i can only imagine that Black people aren't threatening in that way. You being like, oh, you're going to lose me as... They're not seen that way. We should be. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? You threatening your white manager or boss and being like, you're going to lose me as an employee. The reason that they're not paying you as much is because they don't value you. So they yeah. probably just... And I hate that because white people could play that kind of game all day long. Like yeah. threaten them with just their innate being and be like, yeah, well, you're going to miss out on this unless you step it up. Yeah. They'd probably do it, but they don't see black people in the same way. Um, and I'm also not too sure that they'd ever be that honest if you asked. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's illegal, but there's a lot of illegal things happening to black yeah, people. So. Which is another reason why I don't want to work for anyone else. Because I'm just, I'm not scared of it, but it's like I just know like certain work environments that I could possibly walk into. I don't know if I'm just like blissfully ignorant, but I don't feel scared at all. Nice. I'm just excited. That's that's something I've been excited for for what feels like the entirety of my like that's crazy. consciousness. Is I, like I'm and that's why I started working when I was a freshman. I was just excited. I've always just been excited to work mm -hmm. and haven't been particularly nervous to be black in those spaces. And part of me, for, for some reason, not for some reason, it's a good reason and not a good reason, but it's a valid reason and it's colorism. But the thing that I think is, am I less scared or light-skinned people or fair-skinned people probably just less timid because they're to white people more palatable? Or am I just, or do I just, or am I just by chance um, a person that doesn't? feel fear for that there's plenty of things to be scared of as a black person but I've for some really, reason that's not one of them every time i've worked i've just had really awkward and just experiences that i just wish i didn't have i think i working. found the reason it's because i like the awkward stuff i think it's funny and i i'm a person that's very outspoken about them it's not funny i'm just being comical yeah, about it but yeah. i think I'm understanding, or at least why the distinction is between the both of us, which is like, I'm a person that is always willing for things to be racial and like, like being in those spaces. We were just talking about like, okay, I think freshman year, I, mm. we went to this party, um, 
and there was this white guy or non-black guy. I don't know what he identifies as. Okay, there was this individual. Colombian Mexican. Okay. Um. Anyway, so I was talking to this guy. To me, he had, he looked white passing. So that's just how I was. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I took away from the situation. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we were we were talking about politics, and I don't even know who started it. But somehow, like that's like really not like a party topic, is what I'm getting at. Either. But I was. I feel like maybe he started it. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he would. I'm not a person. I'm not a person. I'm not a person that would randomly start talking about politics. I'm willing to make things political. Like if you say something, and I'm like, that means something, and you should. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. Like, but it was also like the way we were talking about politics. It was literally like about Republicans and a bunch of other stuff. I don't think I would have brought it up. But anyway, we found ourselves talking about this thing, and I guess that makes sense. If you're a person who doesn't like those interactions and they make you uncomfortable then you really i would make perfect sense why you are nervous to enter the workforce because you're black you look black and it's mm-hmm. gonna come up and i guess mm-hmm. for me i'm always i'm always happy to make people uncomfortable and um, and participate mm-hmm. in things that are uncomfortable when they're about race i really don't shy away from it like all the time at work mm-hmm. even I'll just interject. A, I will just make my blackness known. I'm like, you don't know that what you're addressing has to do with me being black, but I am like more than willing to talk about that. And when things are uncomfortable and someone's being rude, I'll say out loud. I'm like, that's probably because I'm black. <laughs> like all the time. So I guess that's probably wise because I don't seek out interactions like that by any means, but I'm always really... I'm excited to participate in them when they happen. Yeah. So. I'm never excited to participate in them just because I always feel like whatever blame is going to come out of it, I'm going to be the one to take it. Mm-hmm. And, like, if something was to happen in the, in the workplace, then, like, I'm going to be the one to suffer from the consequences. And I just had a bunch of... I've had a lot of weird encounters in work environments, just guys, like, being weird to me, and, like, I have white, I worked with some white adults, and I don't like how they would talk to me and, like, describe me in front of them, just like, oh, you're so polite, you're so well-spoken, and that's just, and those were, like, jobs that, like, I went out for myself. Like, those are the jobs and volunteer places that I wanted to be a part of. And I was treated that way. So the work environment to me is it's just It's discouraging, like, yeah. It's discouraging. And now if I, like, get an internship in a place that I don't Don't want to be... Right. It's just... I, I there's nothing to gain way, out of it. Doesn't there's feel. nothing to gain, yeah. So working somewhere... Like, I don't want to work for anyone because I'm not guaranteed any, like real safety i know if i was to make a place i would i i would be in charge of that safety that's true i definitely get what you're saying i also i don't really want to work for anyone i was gonna say i guess i i i forget that there's also just because we are black women and we didn't have any choice in that like it's just it's just who we are. Mm-hmm. I always forget that there are distinctions that some of the things also happen to me because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. I forget about that all the time because it's such a whammo package. I'm like, I'm black yeah. and a woman and I'm like gay yeah. or something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's just a bunch of things. 
about me that all play into the way that I'm treated. Like just yesterday, um, I was ringing some guy up and also I wanna say, oh my gosh, yes, let this be a public service announcement. Mm -hmm. If you are dining in right now, you are selfish, period. It's just exhausting. I think the food industry already is one of the more taxing things because you are, you are. I, I think it's one of, it's a job that really feels like servitude. I don't know if I'm using that properly. It just, it feels, it feels, it feels really, it feels really bad. It honestly feels really bad because I'm black and it feels a certain way to literally clean up after people. Mm -hmm. It also feels a certain way to be treated poorly by white people and then have to perform in a certain way because it's the job. It's because yeah. you need the tips. It's because it's because of a bunch of stuff. It's because you work for someone white and if you're inappropriate or you react like you should be able to to yeah. people being rude to you, you'll get fired. Yeah. It's just it's just really hard. So anyway, I say that because I was um I've been front of house recently at the restaurant um and I was taking this guy's order and he was just doing a bunch of just he's just doing too much and people do this all the time but he was just like you know chatting me up and i'm like i'm just here to take your order like that is what i'm getting paid to do is to take your order and to be pleasant about it and you shouldn't take advantage of that just because i have to be here literally because i have to yeah. stand here and interact with you yeah. so he's like you know he's he's like oh give me a smile or something like that and wearing he, a mask i'm wearing anyways. a mask and he says and he's like, oh, and um, oh, and he's like, I just keep wanting to call you pretty lady, pretty girl. So what's your name? You're exhausting me. Like, please just, you know what I'm saying? Please just let me ring you up and be on my way. And then he says, and then, and then he said something and I chuckled again, cause that's the job. And he was like, yeah, see all the other smiles you gave me. I know that you're doing that just cause it's the job, but that one's mine. That one was real. What is wrong with you, Michael? leave me alone you know what i'm saying and then oh this was yeah. weird last thing i'm finally at the end of the order and i say okay and and what's the name you're taking it you're doing a ticket order of course i'm going to ask for your name yeah. and he says oh my name is michael he said i know you're just asking for the for the order but you know now you know like can you and i'm like oh my goodness gracious oh my god so i also forget about the element of I'm like, there's, I, I think when things like that happen, I forget that that's not happening to all people. It's probably not happening to white people because people, men respect white women more. So they probably just wouldn't play that game with them. So I'm like, I forget that this is happening to me because I'm a woman, because I'm probably black as well. And it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And because of like the position that I'm in. Yeah. I'm like... It's yeah. just, it is, it is exhausting. I do understand what you're saying and I understand why you'd be scared. I guess I think it also might just be exposure. I've been doing this long enough to know that, mm. to just, I mean, I, I guess I'm a lot of jobs desensitized. Before. I don't think it's an inherently good thing. It's just like, yeah, like I understand that this is just something that happens. And I know that someday, and because I'm working right now, and because I've been working for so long, it, this is all in a step to get out of this position so that things like this maybe don't happen as mm -hmm. often. I think that people who work, like, I don't even know what to call it. I've like, only been like a part-time worker each time I've worked. So oh, okay. Until my sophomore year of college, I didn't have like a steady job. Okay. 
I volunteered one place in high school. That was really awkward. A coworker constantly just tried kissing me. Yuck. Constantly. Would not leave me alone. Yeah, Always tell me every time I worked the shift that they were going to kiss me. Oh Even I was like, I'm, I don't like you like that. He would still just be like, but you're really pretty. And it's like, well, thank you. Like, thank but... you, but you don't have to kiss me. And so I had to deal with that as a situation. And then I worked somewhere over the summer for like this program and the people were really nice. It's just they'd be like, oh, you're so nice for a little black girl. And I was like, okay. So after that, and then they want... You It was just a lot like how it is being black and working in a white um, environment mostly and not having that many black people around so it's just like that's awkward I don't like that I was also going to say this hasn't been the majority of my work experience but in recent years in my adult life I've been completely around black people and that probably around white people I was going to say that probably definitely has something else to do with it because Mm -hmm. in high school um the the demographics were really weird. The first mm-hmm. job that I had for three years was literally middle-aged white people. I was the youngest person in the store okay. and the only black person in the store. Okay. Um, so that was just weird. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I was just, I was also a kid. I was 15 years mm-hmm. old. I wasn't really paying attention. And I was also still living in Indiana. So like white was the norm. It was no mm-hmm. surprise to me that I was entering that space. Anyway, after that, I worked with like 30 year old white people. And then I moved here, and I've now been at Nando's for three years, and the staff has always been predominantly black each nice. at, at each location. So I'm sure that that also has something to do with it, especially because, um, at least at this new location, there's also black management. So it's much mm. easier to go to someone when I have an issue, nice. um, when problems arise, which they always do. Nice. You know, now I have someone who's who's a black and a woman. Yeah. So that's, that's really nice. nice. So I think, yeah, it can be, it can be better. I'm just hoping yeah. for you that like you get to be in a space that's, uh, that fear feels more comfortable and feels more like home with faces to reflect yours yeah. so that, you know, cause there's always going to be something going on, unfortunately, but it's definitely much easier to take on when there's someone who looks like you and there's someone to go to. Yeah, the first place I worked, I think it was like after my sophomore year of college, I went back home to Minnesota and I applied for a job and I got it and all of my coworkers were black. Nice! I worked front of the house and we were all black women and then the one dishwash, the one dishwasher in the back was a black guy and then one of the cooks was of Spanish-speaking origin. Okay. Yeah. Also, I always think that's so... I mean, I don't think it's weird because I, I understand... They're like South American. Okay. Um, yeah. I always think it's... I always think it's weird how in restaurants, the front of house is always predominantly female and mm. back of house like the cooks and stuff like that are or men are men i'm like i just i just think it's a weird dynamic like i get it you think that women are more cheery and pleasant and yeah. blah 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 so you want them to be the servers and yeah and, and be the face yeah. of the restaurant of us, yeah there was a serve yeah someone would like make the salads another person would chop the salads and then i would bring the salads up yep and i mostly we mostly served white people 
We mostly served whites and just their Also, comments. you've been using blacks and whites, and it's really funny to me. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it other than the fact that it's funny. But it's, okay. Because, like, whites, it's like, I think it's funny because usually when I hear people say whites, it's like a jab. It's like... It's it's like people being funny, like oh the whites, yeah, like oh. like in the same way that white people we used to call black people blacks, yeah. but you also use the word blacks, yeah, and I think that's funny. Oh, where did you get that from? Is that something that you've always done? Yeah, just because whites I don't like saying African because I don't like saying African American because I personally don't consider myself African. That part makes sense. I just mean blacks as opposed to black people. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? I feel like you know what I mean when I say blacks. I mean, yeah. It's not like I'm saying the blacks. <laughs> I feel that doesn't make that much of a difference. <laughs> you know when you hang around the blacks? The blacks, yeah. And blacks. Versus, you know when you hang... You they know? ring in this in my ear the same okay. way. The blacks know. and blacks. So I, I just think it's like funny. Blacks is, I feel like you just understand the gist. Like you understand. I, I do. I do. I'm not trying to hit a jab at black people. No, no, no. I just, <laughs> it doesn't seem malicious. It just seems no. comical. Like it's for... It seems like it has relief, and you're not. You're not trying to be funny. You're just, you literally mean what you mean. You're just referring to black people, and that's just your word choice. That's just my word choice. That's why it's funny to me. I want to say the whites. Um, Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah, I guess, yeah, the workforce is is interesting it's then that's the thing it's like i'm no longer afraid of it or nervous for it but i do recognize that it's exhausting and something worth being fearful of for a yeah. lot of people it's like i want to start i want to start working but i also don't really i don't wanna i want to make up my own time schedule oh i don't know what, what I you need do. to do is work for instacart now obviously that's not something that pertains I to your DoorDash. study you did DoorDash? Oh, that's right. Yeah, sometimes Dora. you DoorDash would call. DoorDash is literally the best job I ever worked. Nice. I was going to say, stuff myself. like that are really, really nice. Yeah, make like 200 a week. It yeah, was so that's a good time. nice. Oh, oh, oh my God. DoorDash really showed me that, like, you don't really have to work for someone. You don't have to, like, work for someone to make money. You could like, also. Yeah, I'm a part of this company, but, like, I set my own hours. I make as much as I want. And you don't have to necessarily report to anybody. I don't have to report to anyone about it. I can decline offers if I think that I... You could be a truck driver. A truck driver. Do you like driving? I mean, yeah, but that'll get boring. But you get to maybe see a bunch of places or something. Yeah, true. I would need, like, a buddy to go with me. You could get a... Oh, my God, you could get a cat. You could get a companion, like an animal to go with you. you. cat would... No. Like that. Well, actually, I think I think cats for the most part just like, not for the most part. I really have a lot to learn about cats, especially as a cat owner. But cats, I just know don't necessarily like change. And I, in my head, I'm like, if they were in that vehicle all the time and had place to move and roam, I think Mm -hmm. that they would be maybe satisfied. Especially if they were young and grew up in a car. I know that sometimes like animals can get car sick, but if they're Accumulated, right? I think acclimated. Acclimated. That's it. I was like, accumulated isn't quite right, but it feels (laughs) so close. So close. Uh, Yeah, if they're acclimated to it, yeah, if they're acclimated to it, I think that they'd be okay. Um, Oh my gosh! Also, that's something that I've thought about, and this is so far fetched because for anyone who knows me, you basically know that I 
don't have a permit, do not have a license, do not drive, and absolutely would be okay if I died that way. Um, so, but this is one of the things that I always think about. I'm like, oh, I want to just pack up everything I have. Okay, not everything because it wouldn't fit in mm -hmm. any kind of living situation mm -hmm. in a car. But I'd love to just live in a vehicle mm -hmm. and just drive all over the place mm -hmm. and then just see the country. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Like, how nice would that be if I did? With you and Matt. Yeah, uh huh? Yeah. But also, I think that's funny because I don't drive and I'm never gonna. Yeah. So that's clearly <laughs> not gonna happen. So. Maybe like for a summer thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a random insight nice. into my head. I would like to do that too. I really don't want to. I really, really, really don't want to graduate school and then immediately be thrown into a nine-to-five job. I thought that you meant you just don't want to graduate, period. No, I, I really want to graduate. I, wanna, I just want to be financially free already. Arnold is graduating this semester. And I guess it doesn't hit so different because you guys are juniors and I'm a sophomore. So in my head, I'm like, he's a sophomore he's and he's graduating. graduating? Yes, that little dude. Oh, didn't he Moved used to so do like quick. so many classes? He like I think that he, he said that he's done like his classes. eighteen hours each semester and had a bunch of stuff from high school that yeah. like finished his prerequisites. Yeah, and stuff. I remember him having like a super busy schedule. This is year. insane. I said you're finished. You lucky son of a. <laughs> I have full two more years to do and the rest of this semester. I'm, I'll be with you. No, you're not. I'm not graduating next year. Oh, no? Yeah, no, because I just double majored. I have to take more classes. Oh, nice. I have to, like, catch up. So oh, yeah, so we'll me. graduate the same year. Yeah, we'll graduate okay, the I, same year. Okay, I will really much. try not to do anything stupid. It's like, okay take another year off. Oh, that was not no, stupid. I'm kidding, that but... That was well needed. Yeah. I'm definitely taking time off after my undergrad. Because yeah. I really don't want to work. I really just want someone to give me enough money. If COVID's over... Let's say COVID, we've had zero cases and the world's okay. Like, it's cool to travel. That's, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to just travel for a year and then I'll come back. I think, like, if I, I want to travel and then volunteer in a different country. Volunteer doing what? I don't know. Okay. Just fuck around oh, my gosh. Thing. I want to be an au pair so bad. I think it's, it's a really dangerous industry, I hear. But an au pair is literally just like a... Like, it's like a nanny. It's like a nanny, but like typically like an au pair is either a nanny that travels or is one that like opts to go someplace foreign to be a nanny. Mm. So like imagine I go to Italy and their parents want me to watch their two kids and they also travel. They, they also travel. Then I travel with their family. I'm like a traveling nanny. That's oh, what I am. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's insane. I would That's love to do that. Insane. I love kids. Love to travel. Yeah. You're going to pay me to play with your kids yeah. and go to different places? Sign me up, baby. Sign me up. But I think... Let what, me know when the plane leaves. Yeah, so but I think what's ready. typically dangerous about it is obviously that you're in a foreign country with someone that you don't necessarily know mm -hmm. and like you're living in their house. Mm -hmm. And that could inherently be very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And then I think, oh, what does that look like for black women? I'm already scared now. Now that's probably not a good idea. I'm like, for a white woman, go ahead. that's nothing. But I will also look foreign in that place, most likely, yeah. and I'm a black woman. Yeah. So a little bit scarier. But, you know, if the world weren't evil, it sounds like it would be a nice thing to do. Yeah, it seems like it would be really nice. I just want to find a job opportunity that would pay me well 
and I guess let me travel outside the country every now and then. I don't know for what, of course. Because again, I have no clue what I want to do with my degree. <laughs> These are just imaginations yeah. of what I want a workforce to look like. I just want them to send me on a vacation. Be like, hey, you've been doing really good. Treat yourself. Treat yourself to this trip. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I think the, the, the dream job that I'm envisioning for myself is... Like, here's my little trajectory, mm-hmm. which is I finish school in two years and get accepted into the College of Social Work or find out an alternative that doesn't require me going to school for more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but be, and this sounds so convoluted, I really have a lot to learn. I don't really know if you can be a social, like, I don't know if you can be a social worker without doing this program mm-hmm. i'm like can i just enter that space without going to the college of social work mm-hmm. i think you can so i'm not too sure why it'd be a necessity i think it's just to further gain information specifically on what mm-hmm. it takes to be a social worker or be in mm-hmm. that space anyway um i'd be a social worker and gain a bunch of experience there um because it's so there's just so much that social workers do. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, you can facilitate that energy towards just about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to be a therapist and on mm. my own practice with a whole bunch of black people and also practice art therapy. So I'll have all my artwork up on the wall mm. and I'll talk to all my clients about, like, the strength and power of, you know, facil- or, um, I guess just putting putting your emotions into something else and that being therapeutic. Um, yeah. And there'll be plants everywhere in my little office. Ta-da! Yes, I love that. Yeah. But I think social work is something that I'm really excited for. Um, and also, I think the idea of therapy something, that's, like, been my answer. Like, what, like when someone asks what I'd like to do for a profession, I always say therapy. Um, and when I was getting my tattoo on... Um, like Monday recently, um, or it was last Monday, but anyway, um, me and the tattoo artist were talking about like the validity in artistry and about how it's affected people during the pandemic. Like obviously, um, there are essential workers and those people are typically, you know, um, frontline workers, healthcare, stuff like that. Unfortunately, the police force and for what good reason, Mm -hmm. I can't find one, but, um, they were talking about how, you know, people for people like piercers and hairstylists, you know, things for what do you even call them? I don't know. Things that seem like non-essential. Well, I was going to say non-essential, but like also, I don't know, things within the realms of like body modification and just like um, self-care type of things. Anyway, those people aren't regarded as essential workers. And I was like, for a lot of people, like tattoos especially is, is an art. It's something that is really healing to people. A lot of people commemorate things or honor things for themselves or other people through art. And that's what, ta- that's what tattoos are. And it's therapeutic for a lot of people. So anyway, I think that's something that I've been doing is like challenging what therapy looks like. Because mm-hmm. therapy definitely doesn't need to be what this looks like, which Mm -hmm. is you and I sitting across from each other in a chair. Um, So I also wish that I had more um, 
experience and insight as to the different ways that people can find therapy in things. And that's what I like about mm. art therapy because I'm like I think that that's doing equal work. That can do that can do similar work for people than um just as like going to see a therapist would. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think marrying those abstract ways of therapy into therapy, mm-hmm. <laughs> traditional therapy is something that I'm really excited about. And especially as a black person, of course, because we need more black therapists. There aren't yeah. enough. Oh, I'm just thinking about work. More work. Yeah. Think about more work. I don't know what I want to go into. That's okay. I'm sure I, I could change my mind. I'm also open to that and not scared of that anymore. Yeah, I think my... I don't know... Uh, also, being a young adult is hard, guys. I was going to say, it's so... There's a lot. I just can't help but keep thinking about, like, the age associated with us being ready. Yeah. Like, 22. Why? 22. Why? Most people totally graduate when they're, like, 22 or 23. That's I just... I also forgot they were 21 turned 22 this year. Huh? Are you turning 22 this year? Yeah. I mean, that's... I only just turned 21. I know, so. but still, that's crazy. Yeah. You're turning 22 this year. Yeah. Oh. So I got a little ways, but 22. I hope it's... Uh, I don't know. I said I hope, and then I was like, maybe I should stop hoping for things. Because mm-hmm. what does that do for anybody? Because I keep hoping that things will get better, and they don't. Oh, I feel So, that. like, maybe I should just stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not in the sense of being, like, a pessimist, but, like... Hope isn't active. It's very passive, I think. Mm-hmm. Hope. And, well, I didn't used to regard it that way, but, like, with the reality of the world and how little control we really have over the things that mm-hmm. happen to us, mm-hmm. I'm like, hope really isn't cutting it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I ought to just apply that efforts elsewhere. Yeah, I um, that. But anyway, I have optimism and... I don't have any other better words, but I just now all out of nowhere just got optimistic about working. Like I know right in the second. Yeah, right this second. That's good. Hold I on just, to it. I just started a plan in my head of how to find an opportunity. I love planning. It makes me feel I good. Feel, it makes me feel good. My one plan just fell through. Yeah. So now I have to come up with another I was going to say, we talked about this last episode about like kind of like the pros and cons of planning. Yeah. I have to like plan for for anything or don't plan at all because it it, when you plan for just one thing and it doesn't turn out then you can be disappointed or scared um there are noises happening i mean i didn't even have to say this because you guys can't see her but (laughs) but the apartment was like doing things in india ash was behind me i thought he was like scratching on the chair no it's just the walls breathing that's Mm. what i call it okay cool yeah I'm now thinking of a backup plan of what to do. I really want to stay in Chicago over the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. How would you do it? How would I do it? Mm-hmm. Um, I would be a summer RA. Oh, ta-da. That's another, I was yeah. going to say the housing so is really the only hard thing about yeah. moving someplace or staying someplace. But, yeah, as yeah. an RA, you're set. Because because I didn't get this internship that I was hoping to get, now I don't have a reason to be in Chicago, but if I be a summer RA, that's Boom. my reason to be in Chicago. Nice. So yeah, I applied for that. So woo! Also, oh, um, I'm thinking. 
Oh my. I hope you enjoyed your intermission. Yeah, um, that, that's your guys' intermission. I was yawning. Um, oh, because I'm so... When I finally declared at the beginning of the semester, I just had so much... Um, momentum to like just knock everything out i'm like i'm excited now i just want to like really make big strides into like accomplishing my major and minor mm -hmm. so i was like oh i'm going to take classes over the summer and now i'm like do i really need to be doing that oh, and i'm thinking i feel like i have to should we do that or no how many classes to. were you going to do i was just going to do two honestly. so was i ew yeah. how long do you do you know how long they last for because if it's literally the whole length of the summer i think i might cry but if it's like yeah in may so I start like end of May. It might go to like July. June, February, March, April, May, June, so July, August. So that's the whole summer. I'll only have, <laughs> yeah, because I'm an RA, I start August 9th. Like to be back on campus and everything. Oh, okay. Compared to everyone else, which it's is like, like the end of August or yeah. something, yeah. I really can't decide. I, I take a course in psychology, and I think the psychology one is worth doing because I can't. I was going to take two psychology classes during the fall semester, and I can't do those without taking the prerequisite. Mm -hmm. So it's either I knock that one out during the summer, and then I can take two more, or mm -hmm. I just wait and can only take one during the fall, mm -hmm. as opposed to having knocked out three in just Let's a couple months. Let's knock out some classes together. Okay, and then the other one is Spanish, and I think that Spanish could be decent because if it's shorter than like... Maybe I can bullshit it faster. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that, Maybe that's honestly my game. Because at this point, like, Spanish, it's really unfortunate. Because I think that, I think that it seems really stupid to teach Spanish in this way. Like, if mm -hmm. I break it down, I'm only speaking Spanish if I have to for literally an hour and 40 minutes a week. Because classes are only 50 mm -hmm. minutes long. We only meet three times a week. And then mm -hmm. we have our little assignments that take just like 20, 30 minutes to do. Mm -hmm. It's just really not a lot of exposure to Spanish. So the way I'm looking at it, unfortunately, mm -hmm. now is like, I'm like, I really just need this for my, for my major. Yeah. And I just really need to pass. So that's really mm -hmm. it. And it's unfortunate because I think that especially in social work, it's good to know it could really be beneficial. <gasps> For me to know Spanish. And I also yeah. think it's a... I would just really like to know another language. <gasps> um, especially because most of my... Not most, but... In terms of duration, the most of my travels have been spent in Spanish-speaking places in uh, Tlaxcala, mm. Mexico. And it was really goofy because it was in high school and it was an exchange program. Mm -hmm. But my school didn't offer Spanish. So none of us knew Spanish and we went over to Mexico. And it was ridiculous. <laughs> awkward isn't Does it the people there know english yeah our all of our exchange students oh, man. knew english but like i couldn't communicate with my i just ended up calling her my mexican mom but my host mom <laughs> yeah she, i i could not communicate with her like we were both just exercising the little bit of spanish that we knew and a little bit of english that she knew oh. to communicate it was really sweet yeah. and i think being immersed in and being immersed in the culture makes like it so much language. easier to pick it up yeah so i was able to do a little something and she was able to do a little something um but it was it was hard and it's really just um it just seemed like very unintentional like they were just like oh let's just go to mexico yeah and i'm like we have a french program here in high school so why aren't we going to france yeah and now granted i wouldn't have 
gone because I'm not drawn to France like the way I was to Mexico because I'd already mm-hmm. been before. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like you have a program for a foreign language and then you didn't go to that place. You just randomly chose Only Mexico. The, um Japanese speaking class. I was gonna say they travel. also went to Japan. Yeah, we that's that's the only class span. That's the only language class that traveled. All the other language classes did not travel, or maybe the French class did. I don't think the Spanish class did. Like that's nice that you guys have multiple. That. How was your high school big? I guess. Like how big was your class? Uh, I want to say like almost a thousand kids. Dog, mine was 200. We were the largest class that our high school had ever seen. So it was very That's small. a good handful. 200 compared to 1,000 in a class? I'm, I'm used to being in a class where I, the most was eight people. Whoa. My graduating middle eighth grade class was eight people. That's so wild. So 200 people, that's a great amount in my opinion. Okay. Like, that's good. <laughs> that's like a decent handful of students that you could probably recognize and like familiarize yourself. I probably knew everybody. I don't know that I knew yeah. everybody's name, but I, I probably had yeah, class at or. At least you'll like recognize them. For me, there was a thousand students, and I was like, "You were a senior." I didn't know that. You're graduating with me. I thought you were like a freshman or sophomore. Like there were just so many pe- more people at graduation that I didn't expect to be at graduation. I'm sure that took a long time. Oh, it did. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't even know. And I guess it makes sense. Maybe se- like three hours. I think my graduation was like, do I even remember graduation? Maybe two and a half I think hours. my graduation was like, start to finish, probably like an hour long. Like Oh, I wish it was an hour <laughs> long. Because what took the most was everyone getting their degrees. It took for... Ever I'm to like to. trying to like store how that felt. I played iMessage games the entire time with one of my friends while waiting I don't for know the H's to be called. I played iMessage games with my friends during graduation until my turn came and I would get my degree. I sat back down and continued my games. Stop. Now I'm really excited to graduate. Because I'm like reflecting on how that felt. Yeah. I remember, I, honest to God, and this might seem like really pitiful, but I remember feeling that that was the happiest day of my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was so so thrilled I not to that. be there. I absolutely hated it. I was really excited to finally leave Minnesota and come to Chicago. So I was like, whole. Oh, this is where my life begins. This is where my. This is where new opportunities will come my way. Dude, memories are so strong and so scary. Yeah. I'm also remembering how, like, the first day of moving in felt. I was so scared. Mm. I was so sad, and I wouldn't let anybody know, but my parents, I think my parents and my sister came to drop me off, but I remember they didn't stick around for very long. They didn't stick around for very long, and I was like, why not? I was so sad. I was like, why are you guys leaving so quick? And I... And I was like, well, I feel humiliated to ask them for it to stay for longer. So they just waved me off. And I mean, we all had, like, like, like they dropped me off. We helped, they, you know, they helped me move everything in. And then I, I didn't, like, unpack or anything with them there. But we helped, they helped me move everything in. And then we all went out to dinner. Um, but then that was it. And I was like, guys, you're leaving me. Yeah. And my roommate wasn't there yet either. So, like, I didn't even have someone to be new and confused with. Mm-hmm. So I just called my sister 
so I guess Sini didn't come because then I called Sini later and was like just sitting and like basically crying in my room and I was like Sini like I'm, I'm like nervous like I don't know like I don't have anybody here and I don't I'm too nervous to go meet people so then I just held her on FaceTime while I went out to I think what's that little like section in the middle of courtyard that little like grass area it was called a quad thanks the quad so i just went out on the quad with Sini on fucking facetime and like tried to kind of interact with people what it was humiliating because imagine just being amongst a bunch of people who are interacting with each other and you're just among those people but having a different conversation on the phone and then at some point i remember some people were like Maybe they like said that they liked my style or something like that. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is my moment. She was like, okay, go, Ruby. Go, go, go. <laughs> I just remember that so vividly. Like, really crazy. I I think I rushed my parents out. I didn't really want them to stay for as long. Because I was just really excited to be away. And I was just like, all my cluster mates were in the room already. Oh, okay, so I nice. Just, like, I, wouldn't get, I want time now to like get to know these people. I understand you love me, but I'll be back. Please <laughs> shoot them away. You've had me for 18 years. <clears throat> You've told me you're tired of me. Please. Also, I think I be. felt some... I think at some point I felt guilt around leaving. And I don't know oh, why. Oh, I later felt guilty for pushing them away so fast. Like, later... I called my mom almost every week crying about how much I missed them. Aw. Yeah. Yeah, I think I felt bad because I'm the youngest... And I was like, wow, you guys have genuinely spent, what is it? Does that make sense? Yeah. How does the math work? I'm too stupid to figure this out. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, they have my sister first and she's seven years older than me. So seven plus the eight. So yeah, or the 18, I mean. So yeah, they spent a decent amount of time. Does that math work out? Because they spent seven extra years plus me. So seven plus the 18 years that I was there. That makes perfect mm-hmm. sense, right? Yeah. So that's... 25 years mm-hmm. okay so 25 years they had kids for 25 years in their house and then i just said bye bitch and went to chicago i felt so bad i was like oh i'm leaving you guys on your own <laughs> and then they were i think i think i think i don't i don't i don't know why i thought about it that way because i'm like it. i'm like they're 50 i think at that point they're 55 i was like yeah. you guys are 55 years old i'm sure that you guys are like really pretty ready for me to like not be there like for no one to be there because you guys are like real solidified grown-ups and you guys work basically to have no alone time or like anything of your own seriously and then they moved to a different house so it's like that's like your house that's not my house anymore you know what i'm saying like i go to my parents house when i go home wow yeah i was like look at you guys you guys are rated Without me there. Without me there. Yeah. Wow, I love that. It is interesting, though. I've been asking them all throughout the pandemic. I'm like, how does it feel to have Sini back home? Because Sini graduated, Mm. I think, she graduated in May two years. It'll be two years ago this May. So it was right before the pandemic, I think. So right before, no. The pandemic was just, the pandemic was just starting and then she graduated in that first year of people oh. who stopped being able to have like real graduations. Because okay. now we've had two, I think, almost. Okay. Anyway, so she was at the start of the pandemic and realizing that like, oh, like I probably won't be able to like travel and start my like adult life mm-hmm. someplace else. So she ended up moving 
back home, which I think was always going to happen for a little while because she went to school in Indiana. Mm -hmm. So it was natural that she'd come, like, bounce home for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But now she's back, and I'm like, I've just been so curious for my parents. And they're like, you know, like, how... Like, how is it that, like, mm-hmm. you've got another kid back home? Like, you guys were empty nesters for all of five seconds before <laughs> when your kids seconds. came back. And I think that I think that they've enjoyed it just because, like, they've all pretty much strictly been quarantining. My dad is still working, but he's an entrepreneur, so it's not like he works, like, in a my huge office. I said entrepreneur. <laughs> oh, my God. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, so he's an entrepreneur, so it's not like he has to go to some big, like, corporate office or yeah. something like that and interact with a bunch of people. Yeah. So he works from home and goes to the office every once in a while. My mom works for a really big company, so she uh, has just been working from home the entire time. Oh, and has been quarantining for real, like, seriously. Like, she doesn't go to, like... I think only recently, and now that she's vaccinated, she'll like. She's a very crafty lady, so she's always going to Lowe's or going to pick up some seeds to grow mm. stuff in the garden. But at the beginning of quarantine, she, honest to God, I think that at one point she had genuinely been homebound for I think three months. Like she really genuinely wow. hadn't left the house. Like she'd go back in the, you know, in the backyard and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. she was not going to the grocery store, wow. doing any of that stuff. Um, but because of that, anyway, I think that they're they're happy to have somebody else mm-hmm. to like hang out with and Sini's still working and at some point Sini got sick and had to have surgery so it was good Mm -hmm. that she was home and could be monitored um so yeah I miss it though um being home sometimes yeah I'm like I can't believe I really just at 18 decided that I should just move away for no reason not no reason I think it's been very fruitful to be here but Mm -hmm. it is crazy that at 18 I'm like I didn't know myself and I'm still getting to know myself and I just didn't really think about the gravity of what moving away from my family would feel like. And granted, they're pretty close, but you know, now here I am in a situation where I live alone. I don't speak to any of my relatives that live here anymore, so that's <laughs> unfortunate. And now we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's not like I can just hop on the mega bus anymore and go home and stuff. Yeah. So it is interesting. Also, the mega bus just doesn't go to Indiana anymore, I don't think, which is highly unfortunate for me. What? I don't know. Like I think said we're not going there. Yeah, the other day I was like it's not worth it. I was like, how am I gonna go to Yeah, yeah, it's not (laughs) worth it exactly. (laughs) Um, I will not take myself there on purpose. Um must be an accident. Sorry, hold on a second. No, it's fine, don't worry. Oh, I really want to move to Chicago. I kind of wanted the internship for the summer just so I could, like, get... Just to say, I've been here for a full year. (laughs) Oh, I really want that. I really want to find a small apartment after undergrad. And I guess after that, I guess I'll have to work to, like... (laughs) I guess I'll have to work. It really doesn't have to be too bad. Because, like, even... I would have... I'm also fine, as long as I get a job, like, even if I graduate and I don't get a job immediately with my degree, as long as I guess the pay is fine and, like, the work environment is good, then I'm fine with that job. I'm not going to consider it a career. Also, what's really scary, so, like, I had a, um, I had, like, my quarterly or, like, do you call them bi-annually? Is that a thing? Where it's like every six months? I'm just going to... Yeah, that's bi-annually. Sweet. That's I just wasn't sure if that's like an actual word. Year. Yeah, so that's bi-annually. Like. Um, 
I might buy a new like review for Nando's, like on my performance and oh, stuff like that. Okay. And usually that kind of interview is associated with a pay raise. Yeah. And anyway, you know, it's typical in the line of questions that they have. They say, hey, so like, where do you see yourself with the company? Like, where do you envision like mm. yourself with Nando's? And I, it's really hard because first of all, I will, it is easy to say that the food industry has been the hardest job that I've ever had. Um, and not only, I don't know, it's, it's taught me a lot. And I think I've even learned some like valuable skills. Um, I think it's great exposure to work in the food industry and also just being the prep chef, you know, now I have like some culinary skills underneath my skills and it feels underneath my belt and it feels goofy to say culinary cause it's like prep is definitely different from being like a chef or something like yeah. that. Um, and Nando's is like Panera, you know what I'm saying? It's not like really a restaurant for real, for real, <laughs> but it's also not fast food anyway. Um, I think it's, I don't know. It's like, I just, I really do just look at it as a job. I'm like, I really don't, I'm absolutely not in love with this job. Yeah. I really don't want to be here for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But I also know that I have nearly three years under my belt now. And that having established yourself with a company is valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, you know, now I'm, you know, a couple pay raises in, I know a couple of positions. I could, you know, be a manager or something like that. You know, it'd be it'd be easier for me to expedite my way mm -hmm. to that position rather if I like started over someplace else. Yeah. So anyway, he asked like, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm I've been here and I think I'm gonna stay here for you know at least the next two years is the way I'm seeing it yeah. because again I've already established myself and I and I need to work and I like to work. So I'm like, am I gonna be a manager at Nando's? And it's just stressful. If you become a manager at Nando's, I'm going to flip it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he asked and yeah. I was like, well, I was like, you know, it just feels stupid to be stagnant and know that you're going to be there anyway. Because yeah. I, you know, I think, first of all, I've, I've already tried to look for other jobs and hope to find other jobs. Mm -hmm. And it, I, they're just, I just haven't been able to land myself anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and especially now that I'm out of Chicago, technically in oak park mm -hmm. the minimum wage is lesser so to start someplace else What's i'll the minimum wage here? i think it's 1325 or What's something like that in chicago? in chicago as of july it'll be 15 dollars. and right now i'm nearly making that minimum wage in chicago so 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 if i were to leave nando's and start someplace else i would almost inherently be making less so there's just really no good reason for me to leave okay you know like maybe in maybe if i were still within like the city limits technically it'd be worth it because i could move someplace else and then be being paid 15 dollars as soon as july anyway um and it would kind of break even so anyway i'm like you know i'm ready to so he's asking me you know where do you see yourself i'm like okay well i'm ready to take the other steps like i'll learn more positions and then you know, work my way up the ladder. And mm -hmm. I, and he's like, yeah, that's something like that could like reasonably happen within like a, you know, a year and some. Yeah. So it just seems scary. Cause I'm like, I don't want to get too comfortable. <laughs> Nando's. I really, <laughs> I will, really, honestly. really do not want to, yeah. but also I think the person that I am, I'm always challenging the way that things are done. I'm just, a, I'm learning. I'm like, a more combative person than I think I am. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be, so. but, <laughs> um, but the person that I am, I'm always like, Oh, you know, I think that this could be done better. And here's how, or like, Hey, does it make sense that we're doing it this way? I'm just that person. I think that kind of 
challenging is more useful as a manager because it doesn't really get yeah. me far when I report to a manager, hey, I don't really love the way that this is That's being why done. I be a CEO. That's why I want to like own a business yeah. rather than work for someone. Right. I so create such a better environment than the environments that I put myself into. into. Because I definitely I get that. A opportunity. I needed, I needed the job. job. I needed the money. And like, yeah, it's really I unfortunate. Job, I have to put myself in an environment that kind of makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But I'm just here for the pay. I'm here because this looks good on my resume. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah, that that is really debilitating. Because I'm like, it resume. should not all amount to the look of things. I should yeah. really just be able to find a job that makes me happy. Exactly. And me not have to sacrifice that. To have a roof over my head. Yeah. And also shower wherever yeah. once in a while. <laughs> you know? It's really frustrating. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The trajectory of everything feels so weird. Because, like, I just... It's like we've been talking a lot about, like, what is it that you're willing to sacrifice for, for a title on a piece of paper? Mm -hmm. Like, for just, like, a qualification? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I keep finding myself more and more grounded in that yeah. like the idea of me being a manager i'm like i don't mm -hmm. want to be here though but it's like mm -hmm. if i make that if i if i sacrifice continuing to be here and maybe some more time like more free time i could mm -hmm. be a manager and get paid more i could get a man i'd be a manager and have benefits and stuff like mm -hmm. that and i'm like yeah but my efforts i think are a little bit more than nando deserves I think so too. and but sometimes i do think about um i can't remember what i was saying um, it was at some point, it was, it was during this last summer, um, with all the police brutality, um, and the start of the pandemic, there was just a bunch of things going on that were unjust that I was bringing forward to like the, um, the city director of Nando's or the, what do they, no, the region, that's it, the regional director. Anyway, mm -hmm. I was talking to him about a bunch of stuff and he was like, you know, I, I see where you're coming from and I understand. Like, I, I think that you, I think you have a lot to offer and I get that. And I, you know, I'm taking note of all these issues that you're talking about. And at some point they were like, he was like, you know, you could, you know, Nando's needs this kind of input. And I'm sure that someone's, you know, someone ought to take initiative and make a department for these issues so that people are better, you know, understanding of what's going on and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, you, what if I like start working for nando's for real like what because it's oh, like i i'm like, like there's there's a, i'm like there's other job opportunities yeah i'm like there's work the to be done everywhere especially racially um and socially and i'm like i i'm like nando's could be the place but i'm like i really don't want my print to be on nando's yuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no disrespect you know nando's yeah. is is a decent job um they're okay. I really don't know the politics around it too well, like of like the stuff in like higher management because mm -hmm. I'm not in that space. But, mm -hmm. um, but I'm like, I don't know. There's just work to be done everywhere. And I'm like, but I don't want to accidentally end up feeling like Nando's is the place where I'm going to do it. Cause I'm yeah. like, cause I'm like, again, if I do end up being a manager, I will be that much closer to being something more at Nando's yeah. and that, you know, my input there could really matter or, you know, and then show up to people who were, I mean, we call ourselves Nandakas. I really didn't want to have to say it cause it's really lame and ugly. Nandakas. That's what we're called. Like the staff. I hate that. Yeah. So do I, I know. I don't like that. Just say Nando's. And just to be funny, I'll be like, yeah, I'm that Nandaka. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay but you know what i'm saying it's just yeah. it's so weird because i'm like yeah opportunities might present themselves and like maybe not necessarily where you want but when you've worked so hard to get to a place that you didn't even want to be because it was your only mm -hmm. option mm -hmm. then how do you say no exactly. what if you don't get another one because you're you black and you're a woman and you're That's gay i'm so scared of working yeah i don't like taking the first opportunities that come my way I've, been, I've done, on, like, with jobs. Like, I've got my recommendations of where to work, and I'm just, I don't know. I'm the type of person that, like, if I, I'm the type of person, like, I want to work, but if what I have in front of me doesn't appeal to me in any shape or form, and I'm just doing it to, like, be financially stable, my mind says don't do it. Live with your I mean, parents, that's... it's whatever. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I think that that says something about the kind of integrity that you have for yourself. Like, I just... Not to settle for less than you want. Yeah. yeah. But then because I'm not doing that, I have, like, no real job experiences because I pass up all these oh, yeah. job experiences. So at a point, you might want to just dip your toe in some in unsightly that, water. But... Yeah, that, like, I don't really want to be in, but, like, I guess the water's warm. I was going to say, I guess... I, guess I was going to say, warm, at this, at this point... We're both, I mean, I don't. As a, huh? as a junior in college, as a junior in college, even though I'm probably going to stay another two years. What are you talking about? Just, you know, like when you're like a junior in any like education system, like a junior in high school, a junior in college, just the fact that you're about to be a senior, it's terrifying. I was like senior year is my last year to like really be just by chance. Serious. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I said just by chance. I'll rephrase. Mm -hmm. I think that we're just. I think we usually have opposing views. I was never scared to be a senior. Oh, because okay. I never and it's mind. because I hated it. It's because yeah. I hated high school and I just wanted to be gone. So senior mm -hmm. year was like relief for me. Senior year is really scary for me because I'm like after my senior year. That's when like another life-changing events i was really excited for it me. that was like, the I'm only thing that was getting me through senior year oh really yes wow. was knowing that i was like if i can just make this happen for myself to get to graduation then mm -hmm. i will be okay because i knew by graduation i was like i know i'm leaving you're funny <laughs> i was like i'm leaving um i'll get to go to chicago or someplace else so um that was always a good thing for me. Also, we're taking another inter well, not an intermission. It's just going to be a monologue for a second. It's just me. Um, wow, I'm getting to know you guys in a very intimate way right now. I feel very close to you, um, and I hope you're doing well and enjoying the sound of my lovely um, voice. <laughs> also, um, I don't actually want feedback, but I want to know how annoying my voice is. I hate it. <laughs> Sometimes it's like definitely oh, yeah. intensified when I hear it play back. Yeah. But sometimes like. When I'm on a roll and I'm just talking, 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 I'm like, yuck. Yeah, Why is it registered like that? That's mm -hmm. fucking awful. Mm -hmm. I get that. Um, also, what's interesting, well, I guess this makes me feel a little bit better. So because me and my sister went to the same school, Sini, um, we overlapped for about two years in high school. I remember there was this one time. Here's our second intermission. It's the third. I told him oh, it was the second when you third. left. <laughs> um, my sister and I went to the same high school for two years overlapping. And anyway, one time I was in the bathroom and I was like talking to the person in the stall next to me. Um, and someone else walked in and they said, oh, Sini, is that you? 
And I was like, no, it's Ruby, like her sister. Yeah. And it's crazy because people are always telling us that our voices sound alike. Okay. But what I'm getting at is I hear her voice and it isn't particularly annoying. So maybe mine isn't either. Mm. I'm hoping at least. Okay. I feel yes. a teensy bit better. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Speaking of like out of body recognition, mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody's, I don't know if that makes sense. But I'm hoping that you'll catch on. Because I'm helping my friend with this, like, fashion project of hers. Mm. She has these mannequins that she obviously uses to, like, for the garments. And I saw the mannequin that she was using for me. And I was like, that's what my body looks like? Do you understand? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how, like, obviously you see your body all the time. You see yourself in front of a mirror. You see yourself when you look down. But you've never seen yourself standing away from yourself, like, as an actual person. It looks different. Yeah. It's crazy. I never thought that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just weird. I was like, that's, like, basically what I look like. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, when you look at your reflection in the mirror, it's not actually what others are seeing. Seeing. Isn't that freaking horrific? When you look look in the mirror, it's, like, it's directly in front of you. So, like, this eye will still be in front of this eye in the mirror. But in reality, like, this eye for me is on a completely different side yeah the whole introverted thing is yeah fucking me up i look i look awful i to everyone i've got to no (laughs) not at all (laughs) and i'm kidding it's just it's just about normalizing your face and when you see it it's like it's just like it's really just that feeling that something's off it's like that's definitely me i completely get that Mm -hmm. but there's something not sitting right with me about Mm -hmm. it and it is really weird because i'm like I'm really unsatisfied with that alternative version of myself, and that's I, how everyone sees I me. Think one, I think one of my friends sent a photo of her face, like how everyone else sees Yeah, the introverted, her. Yeah. yeah. So she said... Or in, not introverted, yeah, inverted, I'm sorry. <laughs> she sent a picture to us, and she was like, y'all really see me like this? And I was like, you just took a picture of yourself. Yourself. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess this is how like, I see you. It was especially bad weird. when I did the other day I had like a bun on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm your a face change I feel like your face changes when you do a different hairstyle. Mine? Well anyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like while I was doing this hairstyle, I was like, wait, this is a new face. Yeah. Why they'll frame I, it differently it's really fun why is my face framed differently than what it just was isn't that crazy with this other hair yep yeah but oh i think that why that was so crazy is because i think i have a pretty asymmetrical face it's like mm. one the piercings to the dimple mm. and then like i'm just not a particularly symmetrical person so in addition to the bun it was like not really centered so like when it flipped i was like holy shit you are lopsided as hell Mm -hmm. like that is (laughs) not it yeah it's just it is always very jarring but that's pretty funny i don't know i've just Mm -hmm. been enjoying these moments of like seeing or understanding myself from like another perspective of like what it would look like if i were looking at me outside of my body so the voice thing was one of them i was like oh i sound like this person i guess i do have a better understanding of like because you know it's so do huh i'm scared to like listen to these recordings and hearing myself for the full two hours well that just don't, I don't know how you i never to intend do to do that yeah but i know like you know how artists when they're creating their contact content they'll constantly listen to it to understand their sounds and like familiarize themselves with their 
music, I guess. Like, I don't, just in the creation. I don't need it. to know myself that well okay. yet. Okay. And I, oh, it's not, that's maybe not true. I'm just no, not I ready, so I'm not gonna. Mean. Like, I kind of want to listen, but I also, I know what I said. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's good enough. Also, I was going to say, what's really interesting about voices is we never really hear, it, it really hits different when you hear it in a recording because of all the vibrations that are happening when you speak, it really is um, distorted. Yeah. Like hearing it ring in your head first and then out loud. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really don't need to endure that for two hours that'd be that. too much exposure it's I like shock that. exposure yeah, I get that. as long as it's not shock exposure for you guys who please keep listening eh, they'll be okay yeah or just pause maybe come back later. maybe like they just have to do like an extended exposure for an hour and then they'll be desensitized mm. and then they can just listen freely and happily for maybe. from then on out maybe. that's my recommendation and don't Listen at headphones, I don't think. Oh, please don't. I feel like I scream randomly a lot. This is true. Yeah. You and I both. It's not just you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um. Hmm. Oh, yeah. When is your tattoo? Adults, man. Oh, yeah. So, wait, when? Yeah. April. April 15th. Nice. At noon. It's coming up. <laughs> it's Coming. Is it oh, during your I'm class get, by accident? Oh, all of my classes are asynchronous. Oh, sweet. So okay. It really didn't matter. I accidentally made mine. Well, not accidentally, but I made mine before school started, so I didn't have my mm. schedule. And then, like, once the date came up, I realized that I hadn't requested off work yeah. and I had class at that time. Yikes. So I was like, wow, I've, I've really I've, stuck my foot in it here. No, I was really lucky that I, well, okay, I hate asynchronous classes, but I'm very lucky that I got asynchronous classes because now it doesn't matter what I do. As long as I just do As long classes, as you do it, yeah. Whenever I have the opportunity, I can do it. Nothing's like do that day i'm pretty sure it's on a thursday i'd really like to be better about doing my asynchronous classes i'm not gonna lie it's oh really really a bad time One of my class like okay i'm doing fine in asynchronous classes it's just two of them both ran by the same professor he gives what would be three hour lectures oh yeah he gives seven hour lectures each week which makes no sense. I shouldn't yeah, have to spend this much time for this class when I wouldn't have to when COVID wasn't a thing. It's not fair. Um, I have other classes to do. You are it is not very unreasonable. Important. And so I've just been so unmotivated with that class and I'm weeks behind now in it because it's just, just the thought of it is overwhelming. And then when I see the material, and even while I'm working through the material, there it's just so time-consuming. And also, he uses the exact same like I'm in economics 120 and 121. Both concepts are about okay. It's about business from a firm's perspective, and another one's business through. A consumer perspective okay yeah so like you learn different perspectives but he teaches both perspectives in the exact same lectures it seems like he so could really he benefit it. from doing like let's say yeah well first of all do you do is it monday wednesday friday or yeah i was I, gonna say why bitch, not just, just have discussion on friday and then yeah, do each perspective monday wednesday and he already has these pre-recorded lectures from his previous years so why not just change the dates and make me 
follow a lecture Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Just give me three lectures a week. Why are you putting five lectures for one week for me to just constantly flip through? It's so annoying. It doesn't even go in order. I wish that professors... I wish professors would become professors immediately after their schooling. And I know it just doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, I know a lot of my professors are like older. This man was not a professor. Well, okay, I guess he's has been, but that wasn't his like degree. Oh, um, well, like teachers, any kind of instructor, mm -hmm. teacher, someone facilitating learning. I'm like, I need for you to start teaching that learning right after you've learned. Because when you wait a whole when the last time you were in school was 20 years ago i'm gonna imagine that it's a little bit outdated you don't know what it's like to be a, a student in a modern context you also maybe don't know what it's like to be a student who's also working and also depressed and also in the middle of a pandemic mm -hmm. so maybe familiarize yourself with that situation yeah. and then yeah. try and accommodate I just, your I, learner i hate the way it's set up because i feel like the way it's set up isn't setting me up for success I feel like the way school is being handled right now, it's like students rather than, like I don't know every student of course, but I feel like rather than trying to learn, we're just trying to get through, through it. Through it, absolutely. That's what I'm doing just, with the majority of I'm my studies. For. And I expected teachers to like understand that and do, all of my teachers except for this one has been really good with asynchronous classes. I've had one teacher who makes her assignments due every other week. That's so nice. we have two weeks to work on readings. She gives a lot. It's like a couple of readings. We have a li listen to a playlist. And there's always like some type of documentary or two that we have to do. I was going to say, I think I've mentioned this before already, but I'm very pleased with how um, the my classes are being conducted at the higher level now like it's definitely mm -hmm. not the same as like all the prerequisites that we had to do in gen eds mm. because it's the same thing for a lot of my classes it's just like oh you've got a paper due every two weeks and like you just need to come to class and we talk about the readings and the mm -hmm. readings are just that's that's all the homework is mm -hmm. so it's like you do the homework we talk about your homework and then two weeks you'll apply what you learned in the homeworks i'm like you're really catching on to I this like that's pretty that. good yeah. yeah that's really i i really do enjoy that um and I also, yeah, I think something that's fine, I'm finally being introduced to as a learning style is like them facilitating learning rather than being the ones to teach you. Mm. Because I think that first of all, when you're taught in that lens where it's just like your professor learned something and then you're there telling you what they learned, it has an inherent perspective or um, goal. It's like they're trying to they're trying to get you to understand the way that they understand it. Mm -hmm. And it's not about that. It's about giving people information and then letting them interpret it and come to their own understanding of what it is. Mm -hmm. So long as we're all meeting on the same page, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is really... Um, I think that's much better. And I'm, I at least hope that... Um, well, I don't really know what next year is going to look like since they're opening up campus again for people to learn because i'm like the teachers are just now getting a getting a good grasp on how to teach virtually yeah some of the teach my spanish teacher it was her first semester teaching oh ever ever it nice. was her first semester teaching ever what a and time it was for the pandemic yeah 
Yeah, so when she's in person, she's gonna be like confused. Whoa. Yeah, this is too much. <laughs> she's gonna be like, oh my god, I actually see my resident. I actually see my students in front of me. I feel like a lot of. I feel like so. In case that no one knew, it's okay if you didn't. I'm an RA, and I I lived with a bunch of freshmen and some sophomores, and a lot of the freshmen, they I guess right now they're kind of so like have social anxiety just because. They're not allowed to see people, but it's their first year of college. They're only used to the campus being a ghost town. They don't know what UIC looks used like look pre like. COVID. They don't they don't understand how awkward it is for me being here. Not because of COVID, just because there's no one on campus. Also, it's really weird. I I could go through I go to the cafeteria without being bumped into. To, yeah. That's crazy. I was gonna say I don't understand that. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday was one of my first for my Civil War class. It was the first day that they'd brought it back onto campus. So my professor was doing virtual like obviously like still conducting virtual learning while in the classroom on campus. Oh okay. and and this was live. So he was just like slowly but surely figuring things out. And he's like, you know, guys, it's been a whole year since I've been here. And then I thought, holy shit, I really came back to school during a pandemic. I've not been in a traditional classroom since 2019. Mm -hmm. That's really weird. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be really weird for me if yeah. I, if or when I go back. I was going to say, I really, really hope that they um, continue to offer, um, virtual learning even next year mm -hmm. like for the fall yeah i'm gonna be very angry if they don't i don't I know what i'm gonna do my classes i think some of my classes being a online is really nice yeah i'm not really sure what i'm gonna do i might have to i don't really even i know that some classes are offered were offered virtually even before the pandemic mm -hmm. um so i honestly might consider just continuing to do that because mm -hmm. for me commuting and with work mm -hmm. and living far away it's 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 definitely much it's easier and more convenient for me to be virtual and yeah. i feel like such a freaking mother but a lot of it does come down to cash i'm like mm. it would suck to commute for two hours every day um but i would do it if i didn't have a cap because mm -hmm. i'm like on oh, leaving him alone for like 10 hours a day. Yeah. I would feel sad doing that. Yeah. He'll probably feel I'm still trying to get too. another cat. That shit is so hard though. Yeah. I just need to. Oh my gosh, I got so excited. I was walking home the other day and I saw this cat was on the street. I was like, I'm going to kidnap this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I tried to get him to come to me and he was not for it. But I, I really wanted him. I was like, oh my gosh, I will befriend you. I will I'll love you. I'll be great. You'll get a new sibling. He'll, it'll be great. And he just Start pranced away. He pranced away. Yeah, he was a cute little white and black cat. Mm. He's a cute little guy. I'm still hoping that he's just gonna wander up here one day. Yeah, that'll be cute. Onto the back porch. Yeah. And then he'll meet Cash and they'll fall in love. Yeah. I hope so. Little Cash. Wow, the sun is out. I just get so happy. I, I cannot know, I'm believe really it. I'm really excited to walk to the train. Yeah. I'm really excited to be outside again. It's so nice. Yeah. Also, I'm glad because the Uber situation was, like, really getting out of hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, not seriously, it was okay. Um, it just kind of seemed like, you know, sleep is valuable, time is money, and 
mental stability sometimes yeah. and not having to wake up like an hour before I needed to to yeah. account for like CTA troubles was nice especially with all the freaking snow all the snow made it it was going to oh be impossible God, for me to get anywhere to shovel yeah that was really oh hard my gosh that really annoyed me yeah because I'm like after a whole day of work and class me having to Try yeah, try through the <laughs> snow like that was not gonna be terrible. it. Terrible, and it also just hurts so much. I don't know why this. The perspective of like how luxurious a car is is like has really been getting to me because I'm like, it is six minutes in a car oh, and then maybe forty minutes yeah. on the train, and I don't live that far away at all. No, not. I got don't even know how many miles this I live like away. Thirteen minute ride here. Let me see. And I was upset. I was like a 13-minute ride versus a 40-minute train, train ride. ride. Yeah. And then like an 11-minute walk. I was going to say the worst and part kidding about me? living, not the worst part about living right here, but the worst thing about the CTA is that because I go to work at the end of the line, mm -hmm. they don't depart as frequently. If you were to get on the green line, like at the like in the loop, you know, they might come every, like, eight minutes. Oh, because it's at the end yeah. of the line, they depart, like, every 16 minutes, every 20 minutes. So, say, you know, it only takes me 20 minutes to do the 15-minute walk to the train. Yeah. I spend, like, three minutes on the train and then six minutes at work. Yeah. But I could get to the train and just have missed one and then wait another 20 minutes. That just turned a 20-minute travel into a 40-minute situation. Yeah. And I'm, like, and at 10 o'clock at night or at 8 a.m., before then even is that's really exhausting so i'm like let me just spend this little six dollars yeah seven dollars for uber yeah. <laughs> yeah i would hate that yeah yeah i'm really happy with transportation here though oh yeah, yeah, yeah. coming here efficient. is pretty yeah it's pretty smooth because it's, nice. it's a nice little walk when it's especially when it's nice I outside oh now i'm gonna be in tbh so now i actually have to walk a bit more to oh that's true station, rather than just leaving like you five minutes before could the i could take the bus to the train to the train oh, well so, say that or you could take the um like you could take it to the blue line or to the green line you'd have to ride a little bit further for the green line but oh. you could always just hop on the 12 yeah, or 18 12 or 18 oh yeah i ta-da you got options oh my gosh and i could stop at jets or like i was gonna Molly's say or yeah or trader, trader joe's i was that's Take literally what snack. i was thinking i was like you get yourself yeah, bro i've been obsessed know. with the macaroons ever since you put me on mm. i'm very very angry with you oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding but they oh, are I so good i understand um, they have a uh, basic like assorted fruits, I'm and then they have a chocolate and vanilla one. The chocolate, I think, is the weakest one, mm. but I it's okay. I tried the chocolate vanilla. I only get like the fruits. Oh, and some, uh, coconut and lemon. What I was gonna say is that I've been getting them from Aldi, oh, but Aldi has their. Okay, it's like okay. the same assortment. I think it comes in there with raspberry, vanilla, mm. caramel, Those lemon, already pistachio. It's okay if they don't have I don't think they have coconut. I think it's, it's yeah, fun. vanilla, pistachio, raspberry, lemon. Don't say fig. I like the fig ones, but no, they don't have fig in there. And I think the last one is coconut. Oh, okay. No, I think they have a sixth one. What is it? Is it like vanilla chocolate, lemon, raspberry, pistachio. What's that like man? Caramel. That's all You already said caramel. Not when I did it this way. Oh, vanilla, okay. chocolate, <laughs> raspberry, lemon. Pistachio caramel. Okay, that sounds really I good. did them in the order that I eat them. Mm, <laughs> I get that. Um, 
But they're really good. I'm surprised that they're the same. I think they're the same price at Aldi. Oh, okay. I like that assortment more than Better? the one at Trader Joe's. Okay. Yeah. But the coconut sounds good. The coconut oh and the fig God. I like. Coconut is so amazing. Yeah. There's something about them. I just love yeah. them. They're so good. They're really good. Um, Best thing about being an adult, you can buy as many as you want and no parent can yell at you. I cook. Not like seriously. You cook. No, but, I love it. But it's it's adulting. Yeah, and adulting also one oh one. Guys, okay, this I think that I'm so certain that we're out of time. No, but I think we're just five more minutes. Good. We're doing so good. Yeah. Okay. The last I'm just gonna like walk you through like my my adult cooking habits. Oh, I make perfect. like an assortment of yeah, I'm going to go mm. ahead and say three things. Okay, okay, so the first one is tacos. And I know that that's like basically cheating, but you have to like cook ground beef. And that's like cooking full out, okay? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll yeah. make tacos. Um, and then my favorite, most fancy cooking is when yeah. I do the Asian bit, okay? So I okay. make some rice, and then you've got the bed of rice for your dumplings. That's my favorite dumplings slash pot sticker slash wontons. Mm. Um, and then you put that over the rice. And then my favorite is Asian like slaw, Asian coleslaw. So it's like, what is it? It's like cabbage and carrots. And then they usually have like this sweet sauce on it. And that's always good. And then I like made fake sticky rice with mango the other day. I said, I'm a chef. Did you take pictures? I did. I'm going to show you yes. right now. Oh, thank Boom. you. I felt like I'm I was so like, excited. I'm really doing something. I'm going something. to have an apartment for next year, and I'm so excited to have Look. That. Wow. I did that. It looks like a whole little fancy meal. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And See, okay. This is what adulting is. Yeah. This is what gets us going as adults. Bro, the sticky rice was yeah. so good with mm. the mango. Okay, and I base, I really don't know how to make sticky rice. It wasn't the same texture, and we're not mm. going to talk about it, but it tasted mm. like it. It's basically kind of like, well, it's kind of like rice pudding. It's like rice oh, pudding okay. meets sticky rice. Like okay. that's, because I just made it up. I didn't look up anything. I was just like, Your I know texture, it's milky okay. and like thick, so I got yeah. like, did I use heavy, heavy cream? cream? Yeah, I think I used heavy cream or some, some kind of thicker cream. Okay. And then just added sugar and butter. Mm. I said, yeah, yes. this is sticky nice. rice, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and what's the last thing? Oh, it's just a breakfast. Oh, I know how to make pancakes. And I know that that's not really a huge thing. Mm. But I make oh, pancakes. Wow. Thank you. I made that's French good. toast with brioche bread the other day. Ooh. I felt so fancy. fancy. Yeah. Sometimes I care about myself when I'm not eating Nando's. I love that. Yeah. Anytime. I know I care about myself when I come over and I ask Ruby if I could cook some of her food. Some rice, yeah. Some rice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the little and I was going to say, that is the only thing that we've ever had. That's, and it's usually... And I'm always satisfied with that's it. That's good. Just rice. I'm, you don't understand how excited I am to cook some freaking rice. rice yeah rice is really good and just good. fry an egg fry an put egg. some soy sauce and honey on it now because now you put me on to that thanks so, well the honey is your thing i've still never tried rice on honey oh, before okay well putting soy sauce on my rice yeah it's I like i haven't done i usually just stick with honey i guess yeah like if i do have white rice where did you 
Is that something that you've eaten at like a restaurant or is it something that you grew up eating? I've just never it's heard just of honey and rice. That I guess grew up eating. There's this song called Ghetto Story featuring Alicia Keys. Okay. And within <laughs> that song, she says she went to bed hungry. All she ever had was white rice and honey. Okay. And then you tried it. And then I tried it and I was like, nice. This is great. Okay, I'll have I to try. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Very so nice. I really liked it. Cool, cool. Gil should listen to that song. It's really nice. You said it's um, Ghetto Story. I forgot the guy's name, but Alicia Keys is in it. It's like here's my Ghetto Story. Our guys, do you story. remember Ghetto Sage? And I don't know if you do, but it had. No name, oh. Smino, okay, and Saba. I think Seven. I really don't want to butcher what it. Is I it? It's just like three. No, I know. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say it's just three black artists like collaborating. They didn't. It wasn't oh. even an album. It was just one I song. Know. But I thought that it was gonna be like a whole oh. group effort that they would continue I know to do. Two out of the three names you just said. Oh, okay. I I don't know the last. Saba. Name. Yeah. yeah. But I know the other two. Like, huh? Wow, what a time. I was live, love, laughing off of the three of them for oh my a gosh. very long time. Ruby. I'm scared. I see whites doing some just charity work right now. I look whites. Out, I see, I look out the window. Oh, they're just picking up trash? They're just picking up trash. Wow. I stood up and I'm looking at him. Um, she's barefoot touching the trash. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, like she just I, pointed I to the that. trash with her feet and then had her son pick it up. Yeah. So I'll say the wind. Yeah. There's a white. Um. This is really confusing. Woman and with two children, two little white children, and they're <laughs> all wearing like latex gloves and they're picking up trash just in the grass and the streets, like just in the neighborhood. I it looks like they live there. I think they're going inside. So I think that like they're just picking up in front of their apartment complex. In front of their apartment complex. Which is a good effort. Now yeah. come to this side. I, please. <laughs> since we see you're out and about. Right. <laughs> since you're already bending over. Interesting. Um, I'm really concerned about why she chose to come out barefoot. Um, and I'm going to say this, which is like, this is super risky time because ever since the snow's melted, a sh complete ton of just dog shit has revealed itself oh, that was yeah. like frozen underneath the snow yeah um so like it's really risky territory for her to just be barefoot walking through the grass right now yeah because several times on my way to and from work i've just seen a bunch of dog poop in the middle of the it seems like the kids sidewalk. are having a lot of fun kids have fun doing anything i, I wish i were a kid not. again also i think that's time it's time Oh my gosh. Well, thank Whoa. you for joining us, folks. Yes, thank you for joining us. We hope you are enjoying the warm weather. Yes. If you are in a place that has warm weather. Yes. Um. Yeah, stay mentally healthy to the best of your ability. That's right. If not, then it's okay. That's okay. Just know that it will get better eventually. Even yes. if it seems like it's taking forever. Yeah. Just know Patience we're is key at this time. Patience is key. I'm struggling to DM me if you want to talk about it. That's, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Have a good week. We will see you. Okay. We'll, we'll, you'll hear us. Thank you. You'll hear us again um, this time next week. Um, we hope you're well. Ooh. Bye. Ooh.